Welcome to Mom Blog. Good evening, everyone. If you're listening in the evening, it's Tuesday at 8.22. I'm sitting at my desk in my room. Um, the neighbors have the absolute gall to be having like a little outdoor party. <laughs> it's almost like they don't know it's time for me to record Mom Blog, um, but it is. Anyway, um, I'm glad to be here at the end of a very difficult day. Just one of those days where I just, I get, at 1030, I just gave up, which was the right call. Anyway, I'm back in. (laughs) I'm back in now. I had a delicious dinner with some friends and my own family at the sushi place. I will recommend the risk of it just completely skyrocketing out of control and we can never get a table again um Akinomi <laughs> on Western Avenue in Gilderland um I I don't think mom blog is that level yet I think I'll still be able to get a seat at the sushi bar um anyway so what I'm doing this week is um I was trying to alleviate work from my plate which I did, um, which is not write a new essay this week because I'm supposedly working on my book. Um, I have done nothing on my book, but I really needed to have the nap I took today and the nap I took yesterday. So no regrets. Um, the news I have for everybody. So huge news for me, um, is that number one, I'm going to read an old essay tonight an old favorite from two, almost two years ago, which is, time is very strange. And um, I'm going to be doing the same thing next week too, because I applied for funding from my job to go on a little writing retreat and it was accepted. So I will be in Tennessee next Tuesday when I could be here writing mom blog for all of you. And I hope you'll understand that I'm not going to be doing that. I will be dipping my toes in a little creek and working on this book that I need to finish very badly. Um, I made some notes here and now I don't remember what I'm talking about. It just says Jimmy. Oh, um, So first, our neighbors had the nerve to have a a little party, and so I had to shut my window. And second, my other idea for tonight was to have Jimmy here with me, but he's doing his own work tonight. So you just have me, and maybe we'll get get him on the horn for next week's content, if possible. Um, If you're enjoying me sort of rattling on in a hoarse voice um, to no one, you might want to consider becoming a paid subscriber Um, every week that I write an essay. So every other week on mom blog, I have the the essay content that you know and love and I read it for paid subscribers. So if you're somebody who needs 15 minutes of unprofessional content with which to wash um, a dish or scrub a pot, Um, Not that I would assume because this is a parent-adjacent blog that you would be doing housework, but um, I'm just drawing from examples from my own life of what I need um, 
extra dopamine infused assistance with. So for example, I cannot lift a finger of how to do housework without um, some somebody uh, nattering on in my ear about something. I'm talking about podcasts. Anyway, this is my podcast. <laughs> and um, it's me. And it's my dog. And it's the bubbles that are making quite a lot of noise, actually, um, from my Mandarin Orange Stewart seltzer that I have. So again, if you enjoy me suggesting that you do housework, please become a paid subscriber because you can have this every other week. Um, So this week I'm going to read an essay. I actually haven't decided yet. Wow, you guys. Decisions in the moment. Artistic decisions in the moment. I'm going to, okay, I decided. I'm going to read an essay from August 2021. And it's really interesting to just see how different the world was back then. We all know um, that was still pandemic-y time. Um, And also just how different it is now with a three-year-old than it was with a um, one and a half year old. Oh my God, math. That could be wrong. Please don't. If you know my daughter's age, don't judge me if I just did that completely wrong. Um, anyway, this essay is called On Body's Choice. And I've been thinking a lot about body's choice as I prepare to take this trip this weekend. Body's choice became a mantra for my travel. Um, anybody who goes on a trip with me is going to hear about body's choice. I got it from my cousin who got it from somebody else that she knows. And then from there, I actually traced the origin of it. This is a footnote in the essay. Um, But I'll just read it now before we get into it. Um, It came from, I could trace the phrase from an episode of the podcast, Call Your Girlfriend. Um, And the guest that week was Brittany Callender. So thanks to, to Brittany for this phrase. It has given me a lot of peace in my life and I wrote an essay about it so without without with without further ado with further ado without further ado I will be reading the essay on body's choice in this essay a pizza topping suggestion freedom from roller skating road trips again respectful parenting bison grass vodka and one terrible fart if that offends you, you really better pull out your ear pod now because there will be a fart in this essay. You're not going to hear it. It won't be a live fart recorded, but I will be reading aloud about fart content. I was first introduced to one of the most useful phrases in my vocabulary, body's choice, at a bachelorette weekend a number of years ago. One doesn't usually return from a bachelorette weekend more intelligent, but from this one, I did. I learned two things. One, a good pizza topping combination is soprasata, mozzarella, pickled jalapeno, and honey. Add the honey at the end. And the naming of the concept, body's choice. It came from my cousin Bridget in an email. She was anticipating, as the planner of the weekend and the older sister, that she and I would be feeling very over 30 as the weekend progressed. Quote, 
this is a quote from her email, everyone should take a body's choice approach to our weekend and do what makes them feel happy in regards to food and activities, she wrote. I breathed a sigh of relief. It would be the opposite, in other words, of a middle school sleepover. No truth or dare, unless you wanted to. No peer pressure. No staying up until the sun came up, unless you wanted to. If you wanted to slam tequila shots, fine. If you wanted to lay limp across a swan floaty in the Airbnb pool, drenched in zinc oxide sunscreen, drunk on one enormous peach margarita, that would be fine. Two. I did that. That is the wonderful thing about being an adult. You don't have to. You technically have to go to work, pay the bills, wear your seatbelt, but you have some illusion of choice. I had a fairly happy childhood and I hope to give Rosalind one too. I hope to do this by keeping in mind what it felt like to be a child. That is, what it feels like to not be a child anymore, but to be an adult. And grateful every fucking day that I don't have to play soccer or do fractions or go roller skating. I have a footnote. My footnote says, when you grew up 20 minutes from the world's largest indoor roller skating rink, and if you live in the capital region and you don't know that we have the world's largest indoor roller skating rink, you heard that right. It's called Guptal's Arena. If this interests you, please go ahead. I'm very clearly saying that I hate it. Don't invite me. Um, when you grow up here, every single one of your classmates' birthday parties will be here every year for a decade. If you, like me, are afraid to set your body free across a large expanse of open public wooden floors, then you might be relieved to be rid of this ritual. So no, no thanks. I've had enough. The other advantage of becoming an adult, although this doesn't happen for everyone, is that you gain knowledge. You are theoretically able to make informed decisions, say, about your health. The worst thing that ever happened to me at a sleepover, not including the time I fell asleep to Mulan and woke up to discover that Aaliyah was dead, was the time I had a stomach ache at Redacted's house. Listen to me, encouraged Redacted. I know what will help. She proceeded She proceeded to take me into the kitchen where she mixed a heaping spoonful of baking soda into a glass of water. Drink it, she said, and I can still remember the smell of her breath. A touch of ham, a touch of Pepsi, and the hateful feeling of a science experiment volcano burbling in my esophagus. Body's choice. As an adult, it is wonderful to indulge in this mantra. Before learning this wording, I'd already embraced the body's choice spirit. It resembled the travel philosophy I'd developed with my friend Amy, honed over an Iowa to Texas road trip. We'd started the trip by triaging our desires, quantifying them either as needs or wants. Needs we decided would be met, wants attempted. Here's the thing, said Amy, looking at me nervously across the front seat of the car. I have to shower every morning. Okay, I said, no problem. No, like, I have to, or I feel disgusting shampoo and everything. Fine, I said, we will make sure you get your shower. No racing out of the motel each morning until one of us had a dripping head of wet hair. I, on the other hand, needed to sit in the front seat, body's choice, because I get car sick. Also, I didn't have my driver's license, so I would not be driving. 
and I can't and and still can't, couldn't and can't eat gluten. And I need to eat every two hours. Need, need, need. So it was really best we put it all out there before we crossed the state line into Missouri. This methodology worked so well that we ended up taking a few trips together, notably to Eastern Europe, where we poked around in Budapest and Krakow. At this point, we were, on, we were such a good team, we ate two dinners almost every night. Me first at whatever weird health food restaurant offered a gluten-free menu, her at something delicious and bread-oriented. We'd patiently watch the other person tuck in while we enjoyed a glass of wine or a small bottle of room-temperature Coke, no ice. How strange that in Europe it is body's choice to suck down a tepid beverage, whereas America's body prefers to be refrigerated. If on any day of the trip one person needed to go to bed early, well, body's choice. If someone needed to sit alone at a cafe for two hours, body's choice. I am not traveling these days. Folks, this was 2021. But the idea of bodily autonomy has been coming up a lot lately. First, in the realm of motherhood. Respectful parenting, which I'm trying to practice, suggests not manipulating your child physically to get them to do what you want. Though I felt silly about it, we have been diligently trying to respect Rosalind's body, asking even from infancy if she wanted to be lifted up. She couldn't assent, but I felt good about opening this line of communication. Now that she is a toddler, the struggle is a constant, merciless, and rigorous negotiation. I had no idea. (laughs) It gets worse, Olivia. It gets worse. Um, Anyway, no more commenting on that. Um... Now that she has a toddler, the struggle is a constant negotiation, right, where both communicants try very hard not to use their power over the other one. Rosalind puts dog food in her mouth. I say calmly, that is Piper's food. Spit it out. She doesn't. I try again. And so on and so forth. Rosalind can suddenly reach the dining room table. I discover this as she has grabbed a temptingly red-handled paring knife from its cutting board. I snatch it out of her hand. She screams. I have decimated her autonomy. She is furious. I am scared. Our bodies are safe, but angry. Her body does not get to choose violence. The second way autonomy has come up is around the vaccine. Remember this, everybody? (laughs) No? Okay, I'm going to remind you. You know the one. A writer I used to admire shared her opinion on Instagram that she was pro-vaccine, but anti-vaccine mandates. She explained her position, arguing that a mandate was counter to her her belief in bodily autonomy, something her book argues for. I considered her opinion. Theoretically, I agree with her point that we shouldn't tell other people what to do with their bodies. I am too overwhelmed right now to consider the political implications, let alone possibility, of such a mandate nationally, but we have a mandate at my job, and I am extremely grateful for it. This idea sat in my mind for a few days after I saw it. The idea came up as I chose what to eat and what to feed Rosalind. It came up as I remembered the trip home from Poland with Amy. We were waiting to go through airport security at the dread Berlin-Tegel Airport, I don't know how to pronounce that, where we'd been stuck for nine hours on the way in trying to sleep on the uncomfortable leather lounge chairs in the coffee shop, giving up and ordering the most interesting thing on the menu, hot grapefruit juice with honey. It was good. It had been fun. It, it had been a fun and exhausting week of cabbage, pierogi, pickled herring, and bison grass vodka. We were leaning heavily on the handles of our rolling suitcases, bags under our eyes. Piper, cut it out. Lay down. Thank you. Oh, she's trying to make a nest. 
All right. Okay. Amy had her relaxation headband on. The edges of my underwear felt stiff with dried sweat. Piper, lay down. All right. When I said the content was unprofessional, this is what I was talking about. Piper, lay down. You don't need to dig. Okay. Lay down, sweetheart. She's just staring at me. No respect for art. Why does my stomach hurt? Asked Amy. And when is this line going to move? Probably never and probably because we ate cabbage all week long, I said, and pickled herring and pierogi and bison grass vodka. Oh, God, said Amy. The bison grass vodka. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's digging. She's fully digging. I'm going to pause it. I'm going to pause it. Okay, literally five minutes later, I'm back. <laughs> the doc has found a relaxing spot. Um, it's charming when they do this on My Favorite Murder, when the cat chimes in or something, but I think that has the element of juxtaposition, right? Like, we're talking about a serial killer, but there's a cat. Um, mine is kind of like, we're using this time to be away from the annoying small creatures in our lives and she's still here one of them um okay so i'm trying to talk to amy about the what we ate and why her stomach hurts we were silent for a moment while the line at the airport moved infinitesimal infinitesimally well i'm about to get through this line by setting a bomb off in here said amy a little too loudly shh i said Jesus Christ, Amy, we're at airport security. Oops, said Amy, looking embarrassed for a second. Too late. Wait, did you fart? I asked her, gasping at the sudden rotting smell in the air. Yup, she said, smirking. It was a need, not a want. There are limits to body's choice. For example, the fart. For example, the knife. For example, the vaccine. This week, overwhelmed, my mind skids across the facts as we know it. Rosalind will be starting daycare soon. She's too young to get a vaccine. She's too young to wear a mask. I think about how she is a person I never knew before. I never imagined coming into being. Little bouncing curls at the back of her head when she wakes up sweaty from her nap. Little warm toes, big strong legs. Scared of the vacuum cleaner but screaming with glee when today Jimmy used the word umbrella. I thought about how she used to live inside of me. How when I was pregnant, I was so full of her I could barely move. How my body made a safe home for her that was almost entirely inhospitable to me. And now, she sleeps, I sleep. She nurses, I provide. How our, how our bodies were, and still are, inextricably connected. But here's the thing. So are we all. There's no such thing as bodily autonomy, not in an ecosystem, which we could conveniently forget until this virus came and reminded us. So that's the end of that essay. Um, it's interesting to see how much the pandemic was a huge topic of my writing. Um, I mean, that's, that's how it started. I'm still thinking about it, but it's really nice that now I can talk about other things like my dog digging a nest in the bed. Um, now I can't remember a single other thing I've written about. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed hearing that older essay. I have some other ones on deck for off weeks, and hopefully next week um, I'll be able to put together one for you as well, do another recording. Um like I said, I will not be 
here, um, which is thrilling. And I will be trying to get a lot of writing done. So I hope that whatever you have planned for next weekend. Oh, it's Mother's Day. That's what's going on. Um, all I want for Mother's Day is <laughs> to go on this trip and to have gun reform. Anyway, um, it's late. It's getting late. I hope you sleep all night long.